You're listening to the Team Check-In, powered by Team Black. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Team Check-In. I'm your host, Emre, and oh, do we have something special for you today. But before we get to the actual episode and I introduce my guest to you, here's a little context. See, a while back, I was doing a little reading on DEI and recruitment and job interviews, and across all these different blogs, you know, this little trend caught my eye and it didn't sit right with me, right? See, all these different blogs, they were treating the use of AI and AI-powered recruitment tools as this one solution fix all kind of thing. They were looking at AI and saying, hey, this is going to fix all the biases and all the other problems people are having with job interviews. And I just thought, okay, that can't be right, right? See, I'm all for AI, but I just thought, okay. So there are some misconceptions about, you know, the use of artificial intelligence in recruitment specifically and, you know, just HR overall. But then I thought, okay, I need to do some research on this, maybe publish a paper, you know, write an article and just, you know, participate in the discussion. Then I thought, hey, you know, there are lots of people out there who are more knowledgeable about AI and human resources. So I should talk to these people. And then I said, hey, can I do this on company time and money? So I asked my boss. He gave me the green light. And for the past month, I've been doing some research on the use of AI in recruitment. And by far, the best part of this research has been the fact that I get to interview a lot of cool people about what they think about the use of, you know, AI in the recruitment process, its limitations, its benefits, its implications, and so much more. Which brings me to my guest for this episode, Elder Figueredo. And let me tell you something, I don't even know where to start with this guy. He's a top voice on LinkedIn when it comes to HR. He has so much experience as a human resources director in multiple different organizations. He's doing his PhD on human resources development policies. And he's a runner stacking up kilometers on kilometers and kilometers. He's also really fun to talk to. And this interview was not meant to be a part of a podcast. It was just strictly for the article. And then I thought, hey, what's to stop me from putting it on as a podcast episode? So that's what we're doing today. I'm sharing some of the research we're doing on the use of AI in recruitment. And I hope you have just as much fun as I had talking to Elder. So enjoy. But like before we start anything, Elder, thank you so much for doing this and thank you so much for uh, helping this little research. So today we're talking about AI and the ethics of using it in recruitment and just in HR in a general scope. So uh, the first question would be, how do you define ethical AI in the context of recruitment? Uh, Well, thanks for the invitation. Regarding the ethical AI in the context of recruitment, I think the the use of AI technologies uh, that um, they, they should be designed or they are supposed to be designed to implement the in the recruitment respect, fairness, privacy, transparency, and accountability. So I think that's the promise of AI for recruitment. Mm-hmm. Because it's unavoidable, right? There, there is not a future where we don't use it, where we say, okay, no, this is not, yeah, let's just avoid it. We're definitely using it. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's the promise. 
So again, along the same line, so what are some of the benefits you see of like people using AI in, well, the, in their Putin process? We can name some. Uh, I think the most obvious, uh, it will be uh, more efficiency. So oh, yeah. because AI uh, comes to automate repetitive tasks, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not only on recruitment, but in recruitment in particular. Um, and and it's, uh, we hope it will speed also the recruitment process. Another, another one of the benefits will be scalability because uh, definitely AI uh, well implemented, it will allow the handling, the handling of large volumes of applications in a, in a, in a very effective way. Um, another promise of AI for recruitment should be the enhancement of the candidate experience. Because one, one of the pain of, for candidates today is that they don't have uh, properly feedback uh, on, on, on their application. So AI should be able to provide timely feedback and engage more with the, as candidates, I believe they know that they are being uh, answered by a machine, but in any case, it will Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, it will increase the engagement of candidates with the, the different companies. And uh, last but not least, uh, I hope that uh, it should improve also quality of hiring because uh, it will help leverage uh, data to match mm -hmm. the candidates more accurately to the, to the job requirements. So. Yeah, I think uh, that's always that's always the idea with autom automation, right? You, uh, it's the streamlining of these mundane and repetitive tasks. That's yeah. where it always begins, but somehow it always strays in in different directions. And I'm really glad you brought the like, candidate experience up because that is really important. That is yeah. because uh, recruitment when you're recruiting someone, even if it doesn't work out. It is still like your public image as a company, that person doing the interview. Yeah. And it's a part of your public image. And, and as you, the never company. Know, you never know after a few years where that candidate will be. It can exactly. be your client, it can be your supplier, or it can be on the on the side of the client just uh, selecting a new provider, for example. Yeah. And if, exactly. you, if you treat it bad, it, it will come back to you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> The question is, would a candidate rather have feedback from like, e even if it's like, no, even if, even if it's disclosed, how much would AI feedback mean to a candidate? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I might be old fashioned. I still don't like interacting with bots that much. And <laughs> we, we, can, we can talk about that also. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's because another AI, AI, in fact, AI, one of the, one of the misconceptions of uh, AI yes. uh, is about, uh, is it about to replace human recruitment? I say no, mm -hmm. no. AI should be seen as a tool to assist or like Microsoft said, co-pilot and not mm -hmm. replace human judgment. Uh, AI, AI is uh, is uh, is complex. And another misconception of uh, AI is uh, about being complex, completely objective, uh, mm -hmm. which is also not true, because yes. AI can inherit biases from training data or uh, design of the process. So, if you provide bad information, bad data for the system, it will mm -hmm. came out with bad decisions and bad uh, data. 
and uh, about human resources people about people and human recruiters they are not they are not getting uh, replaced by ai they they will be helped supported and assisted by ai mm -hmm. i mean there are there are some use cases for it definitely in uh, application like you said in like the automation of yeah. some mundane tasks but like you said one of the biggest misconceptions about ai is that it is completely objective no it's not but, yeah just if you know if the data know, uh, there are already there are already uh, uh, scientific studies mm -hmm. um, that they the 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 researchers they provide uh, bad information to the system and the system become mean so mm -hmm. it, it's like it's what you feed the system that's what you get from the system exactly so uh do you think uh using ai in recruitment can perpetuate biases instead of removing them yeah yeah that, that's uh, there are proofs of that so uh we can try at least uh to mitigate that uh designing the ai systems or provide them with data uh to help them uh, to help AI ignore irrelevant personal information, for example, the gender of the candidate, the race, etc., mm -hmm. uh, and focus more on skills and qualification. And um, and of course, another uh, another we, we also need to have care to care about uh, how we train AI because if we train AI in our historical hiring data. It, mm -hmm. may, uh, it may be helping AI continue the patterns of past biases. And um, I, I don't know we, what we can do um, to, to help AI uh, avoid these um, mm -hmm. is try to provide them with the most diverse train, uh, training data. So, ensure the data reflects a diverse range of candidates as much as possible. Uh, another thing that we may need to do is uh, uh, do regular audits on the system. So we should mm -hmm. periodically review AI decisions and, uh, and processes to make sure that uh, it's, being, uh, it's, it's doing their jo the job in a fair way. And uh, most important, at the end, most important for me, what we can do as a measure is bring transparency and explainability, because uh, implementing AI systems uh, can help us also uh, to get insights into how decisions are made. So we should ask the system, why are you taking the decision on mm -hmm. this uh, candidate, uh, uh, specifically on this candidate? Because uh, if the system provides you the information, I give you I give you an example. If 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 I go to Bing from Microsoft and I ask for something, uh, I can ask also uh, uh, to the system that okay, you give me the information, you put everything together, you summarize it, but at the end I want to know where did you get the information. And the system mm -hmm. gives you the links to the to the information. The, uh, it explored on internet or wherever, and um, and I think we should be able to work with the recruitment tools, AI-driven recruitment tools, uh, with this mindset also. So, 
do help me do the decision, but explain what was the rationale mm -hmm. you had be, uh, behind that decision. It, uh, transparency and accountability, right? Those yeah. are yeah. those are the two main points because uh, account, like you said, if we're using AI tools, accountability can vanish. Yeah. That yeah. fast, the machine did it. The yeah. the algorithm picked it. That, <laughs> Not well, me, but no. the machine, if if you use the uh, ChatGPT Plus, for example, mm -hmm. it says that uh, below there's a message saying that uh, ChatGPT can make mistakes. So don't don't believe in everything we say. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, there have but, been documented cases of uh, you know lawyers using it and having major troubles in court. Yeah, and lots of people uh, who I work I have with. A, I have a, Personally, personally, my mindset about AI, generally speaking, is I think we we should use it as a personal assistant, a very intelligent, mm -hmm. a very knowledgeable AI assistant, personal assistant. That that's how I use it. And the second mindset that is implemented in my mind is that for everything that I need to do or I need to prepare or I need to present 80% I can it can be done by AI mm -hmm. so I can use AI to make 80% of the 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 regular job bring all the information together give me clues on how to do it on how to assemble the information but then we need to put some human intelligence on top of it so mm -hmm. we need to make sure that oversight the, we have the right context we have the right amount of information. We have the right uh, vision of the problem to make sure that all the information provided by AI can be used in, in exactly like it was presented by AI. So I use the, the concept of 80-20. So 80% done by my personal assistant called mm -hmm. AI, whatever it is. And then 20% of my human capability, my human innovation, my human uh, sensibility, my human, um, my human touch, you know. So we should put our human touch on top of that. But it's very, it's it's very interesting because if you think like this, that eighty percent is done, or we will not have, we will have less and less the fear of the blank page when you are asked to do something. So if you if you can surpass that blank page fear. So 80% mm -hmm. is done, so then we can leverage much more knowledge, much more competencies on top of that. It, it, it works, generally speaking, but in, I believe it will work in the recruitment also. Uh, the case that really inspired this research was, um, I was looking into what people were talking about, trends in DEI and different DEI initiatives. And a lot of people seem to be under the impression that uh, using AI in recruitment and in general would remove, you know, performance review biases, eliminate them, and create a more open space for, you know, a more diverse workforce. And there's a yes and no, right? There's a, it can be used that way. But uh, one of the things that you said that kind of stuck with me was uh, if you remove data like uh, qualifications such as like gender or race or anything like just take them out you know backgrounds and just keep it on like uh qualifications 
But uh, I think one of the biggest areas where uh, if we were just looking at the data might falter is that what are we left with? We're left with a university degree, uh, you know, the jobs. And so those become the qualifications. So who is going to those big Ivy League universities? So who, you know, who can afford those big Ivy League universities? Yeah. So that even that can become like a big, you know, slippery slope of unintentional, you know, even like the most well-meaning individual, you know, filtering stuff out can actually help, you know, uh, damage, you know, the diverse nature of a workplace. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, we can go. Yeah. We can dig, 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 and we will always find a way to kind of make a discrimination mm -hmm. or something like that. But, but in fact, um, as humans, we use also our vision, and so it's one of our senses and one of the most uh, strongest, mm -hmm. strongest ones. So, and as we look to a candidate, and as we used to say, the first seven seconds are, are very critical because we take all our, our assumptions, all our values, all our biases, mm -hmm. and we try and jump to conclusions that, uh, you know, in seven seconds, you cannot make that type of conclusion. So I think AI can help us at least bring to us or to our attention as human recruiters, uh, people that may, may be left uh maybe leaving the process before if a human starts doing that mm -hmm. so i believe so i don't believe that ai is going to solve all of these uh these uh, biases and discrimination mm -hmm. uh, 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 behaviors but i believe it it will be helpful to um to clean or to avoid some of our natural biases that depend on on our experience depend on our culture depend on our education depend on, on everything that formed us as humans and so and we are not capable to disconnect or <laughs> switch mm -hmm. off the the button that said no no i'm going to look to the candidate to to his skills his experience whatever uh, mm -hmm. No, no. He he, he have he have a, a he have a, some kind of deficiency. He's black. He's white. He's uh, whatever. So he's a man. He's a woman. He's a transgender. He's or whatever. So I believe that AI can be helpful on that and bring to us and to our attention as humans some candidates that otherwise should be mm -hmm. uh, leaving the process uh, way sooner. But I again. hope that. I hope but again, that. it's that's, all in the data set. That's a leap of faith yeah, on AI. Exactly, exactly. But again, it's all in how we train it. It's all in yeah. Yeah. how that is built. So uh, I'm not going to keep you for too long. I know you need to bounce in 25 minutes, and I'm not going to just make it like back to back. I'm not going to uh, put, put like edge to edge. So uh, last question, and this is a bit of a, bit of a hypothetical. So. Yeah. Uh, from the point of view of an HR director, uh, as a team, as like with a recruitment team, if your organization is starts using uh, like 
I mean, I'm sure they're like already using it, but if your organization starts using AI powered like uh, recruitment tools or anything, what are some of the measures you would take in order to make sure that, like, that the whole process remains ethical, but still efficient? Well, um, I, I think um, I think uh, we already we already touched some of those uh, points. So we should uh, focus on uh, fairness and non-discrimination measures. So mm -hmm. we should ensure that all the AI systems treat all candidates equally. Uh, so it depends. So in in that will I don't have any general criteria for mm -hmm. that. So I think we just we must have that on mind, on our mind to make sure that uh, we 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 will do it as much as possible. Be fair and non-discriminative. So I think privacy is also uh, one of the issues that we must be very 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 aware. Uh, we should be able to safeguard personal information of candidates um, and uh, do not uh, and take them with uh, privacy. I think. It's, there is a, a very important role of our GPD departments in, in the companies mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that uh, we only um, use the, the information that is uh, strictly necessary to, to do all of this. And, and lastly, we already discussed about transparency and accountability. So we should be able to at every time being clear about how, how AI is uh, is being used in the company mm -hmm. and uh, who is responsible for its outcomes. So there is no such thing as the system said, said mm -hmm. you know, there is no such thing. So the system says what humans put inside or exactly. what humans train the system on. So again, I, rem I remind you that uh, there, there are researchers already uh, proving that if you provide bad data to the system, the system becomes mean. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, one of the researchers, uh, then they tried to fix the system and it became uh, worse, you know, because yeah. the system understood that, oh, you are trying to change me and it, it became worse. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very critical that uh, uh, and in that case you just have to do you you i think you 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 may have seen on the news that uh, dpd a logistics company so they had uh, uh, an intelligent chatbot and uh, at one time during an interaction with the client the chatbot just started saying bad things about the company the company of the chatbot so they have to switch it off uh, and and that's how it works. So every time a system becomes uh, mean or start doing things that it's not supposed to do, you you better you better delete it. Yeah, just delete it. Yeah, it just so, again, lots yeah. of auditing, lots of lots of human oversight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I know I know in particular. So I'm from Portugal, and in in Portugal. Um, uh, the, the our uh, courier uh, national company, uh, CTT, they implemented also an intelligent chatbot, a chatbot using AI, and uh, they have a um, they have a small team of people just uh, overseeing what uh, the the, intel the the system is doing. So they define a few criteria 
uh, and based on some criteria, they are really looking at the answers of the system to the clients because the system is uh, interacting with the clients, direct clients outside the company. So, and again, they are they are monitoring the system regularly with some criteria that they define. So if we see these, or if if the percentage of the satisfaction of the client at the end is is below a certain level, so mm -hmm. we need to go there and see the answers and train the system to have better data, to have better answers. So I think in the next coming years, while we are implementing these artificial intelligence systems, we should definitely be doing that. So it's not because it's, I, I give you an example. Other, other, the other day, I used one of the image generators uh, system mm -hmm. to bring a, an, emit, a, an image, to create an image for me. And I, at the end, I came with one person with three legs and I said, okay, th this is not correct. So you should look at that and you should look at the outcome that 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 AI is providing because mm -hmm. even with the good prompt, it can make some mistakes. Yeah. And uh, I was preparing a presentation yeah. to, to a certain public. And if, if I didn't look at the picture, I will, I will be presenting a picture with a woman in an office. So mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of people but one of the, the person had three legs, clearly three legs. There you I go. There's no, there no such thing yet. Yeah, there you go. Like you said, it is a personal assistant and it is an incredibly impressive yeah. and capable personal assistant. Yeah, but every once in a while, you, need, you, you can't take the word of your personal assistant as gospel. You need to, yeah. Yeah. Your, your input has to be there. Elder, thank you so much for doing this. It was a pleasure having you on board. And it was really nice to meet you and uh, chat with you sitting in your library. That's awesome. Okay, this is my office, my home office. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Thank again. you for the invitation. It was a pleasure to 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 work uh, and to to study about these uh, topics. And uh, I hope you can use it uh, and awesome. let me know. I will. You, I de I definitely will. See, I told you it would be a different episode. And hey, thanks for coming on this journey with me. I still have a lot of cool people to talk to and a lot of research to do, and, but I promise I will share all these different steps with you because I think they're really cool. And if you stuck around this far, I think you think they're pretty cool too. But hey, you know the drill. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, please leave us a like and subscribe. It really helps the show out. And if you're curious about what TeamFlex is, if you want to schedule a free demo, you can always use the link in the description. This has been the Team Check-In. Bye-bye.